Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Western New York race fans, it's time to crank it up. Start your engine! For the next hour, the airwaves belong to you. Sit down, strap in, and let's head to WGR's Fast Track. All right, take a nice big deep breath, buddy. With your host, let's go out there and have a good day, all right, buddy? Dave Buchanan. with help from Chris Buescher will go to the lead. Here's Truex side by side with Chris Buescher now as they race to three. Eric Jones opens up by a couple of car lengths. Here comes Martin Truex Jr. Changes lanes. Jones throws the block headed off turn four. Off turn number four. Here they come down to the line. This is going to be a finish we'll be talking about. Young Eric Jones out in front of the field across the line. He'll score the win at Daytona. Eric Jones holds off the veteran driver Martin Truex Jr. at age 22. He's going to win the Coke Zero Sugar 400. That's how you heard it here last night on WGR Sports Radio 550. Good morning, race fans. Welcome to another edition of WGR's Fast Track. I'm Dave Buchanan. Thanks for listening, as always, as the, the highlight and music bed running out there at the same time. But that was how you heard it here on WGR last night, courtesy of the Motor Racing Network, as Eric Jones picking up his first career NASCAR Cup Series victory in last night's, uh, what is it, Coke Zero Sugar 400. They keep adding, it used to be the Coke, Was it no, was it ever the Coke 400? It was the Pepsi 400. Then it was the, was it the Coke 400, Coca-Cola 400, or, was it, or did they go right to the Coke Zero 400? Now it's the Coke Zero Sugar 400, so they keep adding words onto the name of the race. But the Coke Zero Sugar 400 at Daytona last night, Eric Jones getting the win in a, well, typical restrictor plate crash fest at Daytona, which has become the norm uh, even more so. I mean... Restrictor plate racing always had big crashes, but it seems like they get worse and worse here every year with uh, more cars getting wrecked. You had only 18 of the 40 cars finish the race. You had only 13 cars in the lead lap, and even Eric Jones, the winner, had some pretty good damage on his uh, Joe Gibbs Racing Toyota, but it didn't matter because he got a nice push from Chris Busher on that last lap, but it was able to hold off. Former teammate Martin Truex Jr. to pick up the win last night at Daytona for his first career win. Eric Jones winning. Martin Truex second. A.J. Allmendinger third. Casey Kane fourth. And Chris Buescher rounded out the top five last night. Just listing their three out of the top five can show you just how many cars got taken out last night. But it was, uh, it was still an exciting finish despite all the crashes. We got It was a nice finish. And it actually uh, take the crashes away. And I thought it was one of the better... Restrictor play races in, in a in the last couple of years in, the, in this kind of style, this blocking style of restrictor plate racing. I thought competition wise, when they weren't crashing, it was some pretty good racing. I you could there wasn't a preferred line. You know, sometimes you get one line that always was the faster, but it seemed like you could easily get a second line going last night. So I thought when they were in the packs racing and not crashing, it was pretty good. But uh, just a lot of lot of wrecks, and uh, the, especially at the end there, of the including the big one there in overtime with Clint Boyer. You also have the big wrecks early in the race, thanks to Ricky Stenhouse Jr., who continues not to make any friends. And uh, yeah, it was uh, a tough night for many a team, except for but Eric Jones got the spoils of victory. Uh, phone lines open here eight zero three zero five fifty one. 888-550-2550. What did you think of the NASCAR race last night at Daytona? Jones' win, the crashes, uh, Brad Keselowski saying he's going to start 
taking out guys that block him now. <laughs> that that was an interesting comment out of Keselowski after he got uh, bumped out of the way. Well, he was being blocked by William Byron, which led him to being turned by Ricky Stenhouse. Then you had uh, Stenhouse uh, right after they went back racing, taking out Kyle Busch and creating a second massive pileup. But uh, all that on the table here this morning for you at, again, 803-0551. 888-552-550. You can also hit us up on Twitter at FastTrack550 if you want to uh, send us a tweet this morning. And uh, we're on Facebook, too, of course, facebook.com slash WGRFastTrack. We also have more coming up on the program this morning. Uh, lots going on in the local racing world. We've got a big race coming up this Saturday night at the Jucasa Motor Speedway in Nell's Corners, Ontario, uh, just uh, south of Hamilton, and it is a... Uh, Exciting twin bill for the Race of Champions Modified Series and the International Super Modified Association. This Saturday night, Jucasa, the former Cayuga Speedway, and the general manager of the Jucasa Motor Speedway, Alex Nagy, will join us in about uh, less than 10 minutes here at 11.15. He will join us to talk about that. They also had a huge announcement this week concerning a big late model race that they're putting on this Labor Day weekend at the Jucasa Motor Speedway. Uh, they have a, made a big announcement concerning the winner's purse for that event, which has been uh, extended, uh, expanded, I should say, and it is now a $50,000 to win race at Jucasa uh, Labor Day weekend. So we'll talk to Alex about all of that coming up in less than 10 minutes. Coming up at 11.35 at the bottom of the hour here on Fast Track, Max McLaughlin will join us from the Super Dirt Car Series, uh, a regular on the Super Dirt Car Series now in his third season after making the move from uh, back to New York State after uh, living down south. Of course, his father, Mike McLaughlin, one of the all-time greats uh, when it comes to modified racing on both dirt and asphalt and super modified racing, and he took all that and parlayed it into a career down south, driving in what was then known as the Bush Series, winning some races for the Bush Series, uh, driving for Joe Gibbs Racing early in their uh, organ early in that organization's history. And uh, Mike, uh, after he retired from driving, went on to work for Joe Gibbs, and uh, his son Max is now running uh, with the Super Dirt Car Series and, and in big block uh, dirt modified racing here in New York State. But he's going to make uh, his first camping world, attempt to make his first camping world truck series start at Eldora uh, a week from Wednesday in the uh, dirt derby there at Eldora. So we're going to talk to Max about uh, going to run with the trucks and uh, his successes here in his third season with the Super Dirt Car Series. He is second in the Super Dirt Car Series point standings going into tonight's race, which is at the uh, Utica Rome Speedway uh, out in central New York. But he is uh, come just 15 points behind uh, Matt Shepard going into tonight's race at Utica Rome. So we'll talk to Max at the bottom of the hour, get his thoughts on going to Eldora, but also how his season's been going. And it's uh, be good to catch up with Max. We had Max on the show a couple years ago right when he first made the move to come up to New York and start doing some uh, modified racing. He had been living down down in North Carolina. Of course, that's where his family relocated uh, with his dad working for Joe Gibbs and was uh, getting success, having success doing some kart racing and then uh, partnered up with the folks uh, from uh, Hanky Baldwin Race, uh, HBR Hanky Baldwin Racing uh, to drive in, in the uh, Super Dirt Car Series. And th this is now his third season doing that. And uh, now, again, going to attempt to qualify for the truck race at Eldora in a couple of weeks. So uh, it'll be good to catch up with Max here in uh, later on in today's program. But uh, back to the race last night at Daytona. Again, Eric Jones getting the win. Truex, Almendinger, Kane Busher was your top five. And look at the rest of these names in the top ten. You had Ty Dillon, six. Matt DiBenedetto in seventh. Ryan Newman 
Austin Dillon, surprise, uh, winding up at the front of the field at a plate race again, finishing ninth. And Alex Bowman had uh, some good runs and uh, had, had some good runs and I, I even uh, had a chance to lead at, at Daytona last night. But a, a good showing for uh, the driver in his first full season with Hendrick Motorsports, uh, winding up 10th. Jeffrey Earnhardt finished 11th last night. Brendan gone 12th. DJ Kennington 13th. You see, there was a lot of carnage in last night's race when you just look at at the uh, names at the top of the field. Then you look farther down, you've got Kevin Harvick out, finishing 19th. Clint Boyer out, 22nd. Jimmy Johnson out, 23rd. Uh, Eric Almirola out, 27th. Kyle Larson, 20, uh, finishing 29th. Uh, William Byron, 32nd. Kyle Busch, 33rd. Chase Elliott, 34th. Then you had Suarez, Kozlowski, Kurt Busch, Denny Hammond, Jolie Logano, and Ryan Blaney. Those are the drivers that finished 34th through 40th. So a lot of carnage last night at Daytona, uh, including those two big early crashes that were started in part by Ricky Stenhouse, uh, especially the second one. The first one wasn't all his fault because, uh, you know, Brad Keselowski, as he said, he kind of got off the gas, got on the brakes to try to, to as uh, William Byron went to block him, but that sent Stenhouse into Keselowski, which... Uh, Started the first big one of the night, but then uh, Stenhouse just kind of a uh, bonehead move uh, pushing up into Kyle Busch uh, when the race resumed to set up another big crash and take out some other big names. But Stenhouse, again, just like he was at the Daytona 500 and Talladega, he knows that the restrictor play races right now are his bread and butter. That's how he won two races last year, and he wants to kind of solidify that uh, playoff position with the win. So you knew he was going to be aggressive last night, just like he was at the other plate races this this year. And it's it, it's starting to, to wear his fellow competitors out a little bit because he gets... He has been so aggressive, and he even had a, a, I don't know what the specific reason was, but he did have a couple security guards following him out of the track last night. Um, not sure if if uh, if he was, uh, I don't know, threat, maybe not threatened, that might be too strong of a word, but, you know, was was someone take exception to uh, his driving last night? Uh, I don't remember seeing it on TV that he was, uh, anybody was... Um, not attacking him, but you know, just an altercation. There wasn't Stenhouse didn't seem, appear to be in any, any kind of physical altercation after the after he had crashed out of the race. But uh, regardless, he uh, did have a couple security guards following him out of the track last night. But uh, I mean, I I can understand Stenhouse, you know, knowing that his Ford does so well in the restrictor plates and he's had success and this is a chance to make the playoffs. I get that, but there's a point where it's just it seems like he again just going a little overkill. Uh, on the aggressiveness, especially so early in the race, when uh, with the incident with Kyle Busch, and uh, of course the the blocking there, which was again more on William Byron, but still such a tight pack early in the race, he could give a little maybe and avoid causing a big wreck. But Keselowski's comments were interesting uh, after he got involved in that wreck, and again saying that he uh, no long he is you know tired of the blocking, and again, he's just going to start dumping guys that block it when they go to Talladega in October. We'll see if he lives up to that threat uh, later on this season, but that I, that's just part, that is just how restrictor plate racing is right now in the Cup Series, and uh, to be honest, I mean, Brad and his teammate Joey, Joey Logano especially, they're two of the best when it comes to doing that, that blocking at the front of the field in plate racing right now they're since especially with dale jr out uh retired in the tv booth for nbc i mean the penske drivers they're two of the best when it comes to restrictor plate racing right now because they do so well at the blocking so uh i don't know why brad's getting so upset when uh, he is uh 
just as good or, or just as guilty uh, when it comes to blocking on restricted play tracks. But uh, obviously, that'll be something to remember later on this year when they go to uh, Talladega uh, in the uh, and during the playoffs. Uh, we'll see if Brad. Um, will again uh, be looking to dump somebody if if he gets blocked at, at Talladega this October. Uh, I, of course, Eric Jones getting the win, just giving us, what is it, just uh, eight, seven, eight different winners so far this year now in the Cup Series. As, of course, you had Kyle Busch's exciting win last week at Chicago. I, we, I wish we could. I wish I had more time to talk about that this morning. Uh, but the, the the race last week at Chicago with Larson and Bush and their thrilling finish. You had Larson going for the the slide job on Kyle Busch and kind of whiffing on that, but still making contact with Kyle Busch and, and taking the lead. And then Kyle returned the favor and drove straight into Larson to loosen him up. And then. Uh, just uh, I just loved Kyle after the race doing the uh, the the crybaby face, make, uh, mocking the fans that were booing him for for bumping Larson. But I thought it was uh, fair play once Kyle got uh, Kyle Larson got into Kyle Busch. I thought it was fair play for Bush to come back. But uh, Kyle now at five wins, Harvick with five wins, Truex his three wins, and then now you've got Logano, Boyer with two, Austin Dillon, and Eric Jones as your only other drivers to win so far this year. So that does give us uh, four, five. Six, seven, yeah, just seven winners still, and we are 18 races uh, through the season. We just have eight races to go here in the regular season, and uh, you know the number of uh, playoff positions that'll be decided by points. Again, there will be plenty to be had uh, for Jones. The while the he didn't need the win, he was probably going to get in on points. He was he's kind of in. The, he was starting to kind of get the insurance to kind of uh, keep keep himself kind of locked in on points for the rest of the regular season, as long as he didn't have. Uh, didn't just fall apart later on in the regular season, but now he is guaranteed to go to the postseason. Won't have anything to worry about uh, going forward here. As he is 13th in points coming out of Daytona last night, he's uh, just behind Jimmy Johnson, who was 12th in the standings. But now that uh, again he is locked in, and uh, Stenhouse for for his efforts last night, he is actually the first driver out on points right now because of Austin Dillon. With his win, but being 18th in points, that means 15th place in the standings is kind of the cutoff, and that belongs to Alex Bowman, and uh, he's got 19 points on Ricky Stenhouse. But uh, that gap is really starting to widen for the drivers in versus the drivers out on points. Bowman's up 19 on Stenhouse. He's got 426. Then you got to go back to Paul Menard, and he's even farther back, 371. So that's almost a 50-point gap. That's more than a race. Uh, worth for uh, Menard to make up to catch Bowman. And then you go, well, Dylan's in on points, but he's uh, almost 80 back of Bowman. And then behind him is Ryan Newman, and Newman is nearly 100 out. So really, I mean, we could go into uh, a month from now when, with just a couple races to go in the regular season, and, and really the playoff field could be locked in solid, and, and these last couple races of the regular season may, might not matter much outside of a driver strictly getting a win to qualify for the postseason if they're not in on points because the guys in on points might be just kind of clinch their positions before we even get to the uh, regular season finale at, uh, at um, uh, Richmond uh, later on this year. Let's go to the AT&T hotline, though, and bring in the uh, general manager of the Jucasa Motor Speedway, Alex Nagy, joins us on the line. Alex, it's Dave Buchanan down here in Buffalo. Good morning. Good morning. 
Good to uh, talk to you once again. Uh, we, of course, we got to uh, uh, chat a bit earlier this year at Lancaster with the uh, the Race of Champions Modified Series. And uh, it, we're finally now just uh, six days away from a, a very highly anticipated event at your racetrack, Alex, with the Race of Champions Modified Series and the Isma Super Modifieds coming to town. And uh, just what's the what's the uh, feeling like up there at Jucasa as you guys get ready to host this big event this Saturday? Feeling's incredible. We've... Uh we're especially event oriented, as you know, Dave. And you know, this is one that, uh, for me personally, and I know for our management group, we're really excited about. And our fans, our you know, our fans talked to us after we opened reopened the facility last year, last late last summer. That uh, throughout the off season, that this is the type of show they wanted to see, and they really wanted to have modified racing back with lots of speed and open wheels. So. You know, we, we've we got that coming. Like you say, it's just less than a week away now, and uh, we couldn't be more excited, and I know our fans are excited. And, uh, yeah, we, we can't wait. We're, we, we're looking forward to it. Of course, we had uh, Chuck Hosfeld on the show recently, and he, of course, did the tire test there at Jucasa. Uh, what was some of the feedback uh, you guys got um, just from seeing uh, Chuck out there on the racetrack doing some testing? Yeah, the test went really well, and... Uh, you know, we got a, a really good who's your tire that that uh, is going to be great for the teams that come up. Um, Chuck loved it. it it's always, um, you know, for us, it's still pretty new. So anytime we have a new competitor and somebody such as Chuck come race at our track or at least test at our track, um, it's always great to hear the feedback. And it's we've been really fortunate to hear nothing but positive stuff. So, um, you know, Chuck really enjoyed his, his time at the Speedway that day and, I know he was super excited about coming back, and I hope that all the other ROC teams are. Um, I know for some it's new, but it's uh, you know it's really an easy thing to cross the border, just having your stuff in order. And um, I can tell you, a lot of fans. We have a lot of you know. We are really fortunate to have, even for our our other three races that we've had so far, we've got a lot of fans from the uh, Buffalo, upstate New York area that come visit us, and we're we can be. Uh, can be more happy about that and we have a lot of them coming up for this coming weekend so we appreciate that very much and look forward to having the buffalo folks and area come up as well yeah it's funny it's kind of it's funny to me someone that that you know with dirt racing and going to the humberstone and merrittville speedways uh, uh quite a bit you know in years um, all, all this kind of concern from some of the pavement teams about crossing the border, but the dirt guys do it all the time. And, it, it, you know, Pete Bicknell, guys like that, they've been doing it for years crossing the border, and it's never really an issue for, for the race cars going back and forth back and forth across the border. No, it's like anything, though, Dave. You know, if you've never done it before, there's always that little bit of unknown. But yeah. like you say, um, you know, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of cars, trucks, trailers cross the borders, you know, that's only an hour away from both of us all the time. Yeah. It's, uh, it, there's really nothing to it. And like you say, every Friday night, there's people from your way that cross to come to us week in Speedway that's just 20 minutes from us and, and vice versa. And like you say, Bicknell going to Ransomville and everybody else from here that goes to Ransomville, yeah. vice versa. So, yeah, it's, there's nothing to it. And, uh, so everybody, you know, hope everybody understands that. Our fans, hopefully they understand that for the ones that haven't. Make it a first-time trip. It's not that far. And, um, yeah, we couldn't be more excited. Between the ROC the cars and the ISMA Supermodifieds, we, 
you know, we should have some Canadian content in both races, too, with Larry Jackson in the ROC car. That's uh, Lancaster fans to be familiar with. Yeah. Not a bunch of time down there. So Larry's racing the NASCAR Pinty Series car at the Toronto Indy. Mm. He's got plans to hop in somebody's vehicle, and they're going to scoot them to... Uh, to, but down to the speedway to hop in the car for the future races, or at least hopefully for qualifying. So, um, yeah, we're it's uh, it's going to be a great weekend. We got uh, some prizes, some giveaways for the fans. The Queenston Chev, that's one of our partners, they're putting up a BMX bike for a kid, an adult an adult bike, a five hundred dollar gift certificate towards a stay at Niagara in the Lake at a at a resort there. Uh, the ROC modified drivers. The drivers' meeting is going to be at the bottom of the grandstands, with right in amongst our fans. So we're excited about that. And I know Joe and Amy Scott Nikki have uh, really wanted to do that. So we're going to we're going to do that for the drivers' meeting for the RC cars. So there, yeah, a lot of stuff going on. And uh, you know, it's important for us to get our current fans and some new fans there to, to see our place and mm-hmm. most importantly to see a great show. Well, that's great to hear Larry's going to make it down. I remember when uh, he and uh, Dick Barton, they used to run the Modifieds Weekly at Lancaster. I know Larry's gone on, uh, done some stuff, including, like you said, right, running right now in the Pinty Series. So that's cool. He's going to run the race at, at Exhibition Place and then uh, hop on the QEW and make his way uh, to hopefully start the feature. That'll be great to see because I know Larry's done some. He actually tested a Modified there when you guys were starting to repave the place. Uh, last time we talked to you here on the program was back in February of last uh, last year. So that was before you had run any races, I believe. Now that you've run a few events, uh, what what is has it met your expectations? And have you learned anything with these first few couple events that you guys have put on? It really has met expectations, and in, in, in a lot of uh, ways exceeded it. Um, and that's a credit to the teams and to the fans, not to us. Uh, and yeah, learn. We, you know, every day I walk into the office, I learn, Dave, and that's <laughs> part of uh, trying to be better all the time. Mm-hmm. So you know, I love to get feedback from drivers, teams, owners, fans, uh, you know, peers, people like yourself. After your visit, I expect that you'll tell me or mention some things. And <laughs> what it's all about, you know, we we love to get feedback. We love to, uh, you know, we want people to let make them think it's their speedway and. Uh, so it's very important to us, but the the feedback and the response and how things have gone, like you said, we're not we haven't been open for a calendar year yet. Right, made a lot of strides and uh, got a lot of mentions by a lot of important people on different social media streams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we couldn't be happier. We're right on track. You know, we we understand that we need to get better in all facets, and we will continue to work towards that, and uh, we'll continue to improve the facility, too. We keep chipping away at different things, and, um, you know, it's nonstop, so. The old, you won't get any complaints from me, Alex, as long as the PA system works, I'll be happy. PA system and ketchup chips, maybe. <laughs> yes, ketchup chips. I've got, like I said, I've got a, a $20 Canadian, uh, $20 bill, Canadian $20 bill that's burning a hole in my wall, and I'm going to be making a stop for some ketchup chips uh, next weekend. Uh, speaking of buzz concerning your racetrack, you made a lot of buzz this week because you had a huge announcement. You already planned a big late model race, the Canadian Short Track Nationals, coming up Labor Day weekend. And uh, that race just got a whole lot bigger because your pro late model 200 is now going to pay $50,000 to win and $2,000 to start. This is almost unheard of in short track racing, Alex. Uh, what what was the impetus to uh, up the purse so big for this huge race? 
it seems even crazy to me still, to be honest, Dave, but, <laughs> you know, really exciting. No, you know, we, we really, it's really kind of uh, an extension of our opener last year with the late model show we had. Um, and, you know, trying to establish some marquee events. Like I say, we're still really new at this, but we're trying mm. to establish some marquee events. So as you mentioned, we initially announced it as a 25000 a win, and the buzz all throughout, you know, the winter months and into we had, you know, ticket sales and campsite reservations been constant weekly. Mm. And then, yeah, we just, uh, you know, our management group had a few meetings, and we continued to talk about how to establish ourselves for a destination for race fans and teams to want to be part of. Um, and, you know, one of the things is that my owners wanted to have the biggest pay and short track event in Canada initially, and then, of course, it kind of went from there to North America. <laughs> they found out, you know, that there's a 30,000 a win showdown in, in the wintertime in California, and one thing led to another, and they said, you know, we need to go back to work here and see how we can make this happen to become the, the highest-paid short track race. So we went back to work and come through a bunch of things, and we got to the point where we're excited to, to be able to announce that it's $50,000 to win now. So, yeah, to the, this past week has been um, unbelievable. I mean, just not only with the ISMA and the ROC race coming up, there's all kinds of buzz around that, and we've been busy on the phones, and then, after that announcement, holy smokes, me! <laughs> got an indirect message from a couple Xfinity drivers after the race at Daytona on, wow. or on uh, Friday night that with some interest in coming. Uh, you know, a lot of big names uh, that we'll announce here soon that have uh, entered and people from, you know, your area, people from Quebec, people from Western Canada, from Eastern Canada, mm. Michigan to New York and uh Georgia and Nashville, Tennessee area, from all over. So we're we're super pumped up, and I don't know how many cars we're going to have, but um, I can tell you we have, uh, oh, geez, right around 40 or 45 late models entered right now. And, wow. You know, the first part of July, so. That's amazing. That is, I, I'm so, I'm kind of mad. I'm going to be at my best friend's wedding that weekend, and I won't be able to go, but uh, I'm sure it's going to be a phenomenal event, and so is the one this Saturday night, the uh, Great Canadian 100 for the Race of Champions Modified Series, the Queenston Chev 50 for the Isma Super Modifieds. They also have a concert on Friday night that we didn't even mention, but if you're going early to camp this weekend at Jucasa, they've got a, a, a concert on Friday night, too. Uh, more information, JucasaMotorSpeedway.com. Alex Nagy, General Manager of the facility, thank you so much for the time, and I can't wait to see you on Saturday. Thanks for having me on, Dave. We really appreciate it, and we'd like to you know, thank uh, the Buffalo, New York, and upstate New York fans that uh, visit us all the time. We appreciate it very much. Very good. We'll be trekking across the border this weekend. See you soon. All right, Alex Nagy from Jucasa Motor Speedway. Again, JucasaMotorSpeedway.com for more information. As uh, yeah, I've I never got to go there in the Cuga day, so I'm I'm super excited a just to see the track in person and be at another track to my list of places that I but I, I can say I've announced a race at and just looking forward to seeing those modifieds and super modifieds uh, fly around that five eighths mile with that uh, fresh coat of asphalt. That thing is going to be super fast on Saturday. Looking forward to it. We get back. We'll switch from uh, asphalt to dirt. Max McLaughlin's going to join us from the Super Dirt Car Series, and he's about to make his first start in the Truck Series as well too. That's coming up next here on Fast Track. Hi, this is Martin Truex Jr., driver of the number 78 Furniture Road Toyota. You're listening to WGR Sports Radio 550. MTJ finishing second last night to former teammate Eric Jones. Of course, the other 
big part of Jones's win last night was kind of a funny coincidence after a comment this week from the president of the International Speedway Corporation when uh, talking about some financial reports about the company and how uh, revenue is down, uh, ticket sales are down. And uh, part of the reasons he chalked that up to was the lack of star power in NASCAR and hoping that the younger stars of the sport uh, start to have some success on the track and build their brands. And and several of the young stars of the sport took exception to those comments. And that was kind of uh, a joke following the race last night with Eric Jones getting his first win. And uh, Martin made a comment to that, too, in some of his post-race comments, uh, hopefully that the, uh, the president ISC uh, we'll see some increased revenue after Eric got his first win last night. Uh, but just uh, that was one of the things I wanted to talk about this week. Uh, of course, we had the race last night and the race at Chicago uh, last weekend to talk about, too. But uh, just uh, some funny comments. It's, it's almost like that discussion has come full circle. We had all the anticipation about the young drivers, and now it comes back to, well, the young guys need to start winning so we can sell more tickets. So I just it's funny that that conversation has come full circle already this year in NASCAR. Uh, speaking of NASCAR and controversy, there was some of that Friday night in the Xfinity Series. Justin Haley looked like he was going to get his first career win, but instead, no, he went below the yellow line to pass uh, Kyle Larson to get the win. And so Haley was uh, penalized and Larson got the win. And uh, that got a lot of people upset. And uh, I don't know why, because in the rule book, you can't go below the yellow line to pass. And unfortunately, it was a good story. A young up-and-coming driver beating the cup regulars in Kyle Larson. And uh, so everybody was annoyed by that, but it, it seems like they don't, people only get upset in NASCAR when the rules affect someone they like. Had that been Kyle Busch, I'm sure a lot of people would have been smiling had it been Kyle Busch, you know, getting a win taken away from him uh, because of a uh, penalty like that. But uh, the rules are the rules. It happened to Regan Smith once. It's gonna, it happens to Justin Haley now. Uh, you can't go below the L-line restrictor plate race to, despite the exciting pass coming to the checkered flag. It's the rules of the rules, and uh, that, that's how I look at it there. Uh, open-wheel stuff. IndyCar in action today. They're at the Iowa Speedway today at 2 o'clock. Will Power on the pole. Joseph Newgarden sharing the front row with his Penske teammate. Then Ryan hunter Ray, Simon Pagino, Alexander Rossi, Scott Dickett, Dick. Excuse me, Scott Dixon, Robert Wickens, Ed Jones, Ed Carpenter, Takuma Sato, the top uh, 10 starters today at Iowa. Of course, IndyCar headed to Toronto next weekend for Exhibition Place, uh, the Honda Indy Toronto. And, uh, of course, uh, as we mentioned, Alex Nagy, the Pinty Series running up there as well, too, on Saturday. And that's where uh, Larry Jackson is going to start his day and then hopefully finish it up at Jucasa with the Modifieds. Formula One wrapping up this morning. They were in uh, Great Britain at the Silverstone for the uh, British Grand Prix. Sebastian Vettel getting the win there for Ferrari. Lewis Hamilton rebounding from uh, a opening lap incident with Kimi Raikkonen that got him spun out. He comes back to finish second. Raikkonen third. Botas fourth. So Ferrari, Mercedes, Ferrari, Mercedes. And then, of course, Red Bull, Daniel Ricciardo rounding out the top five. Uh, McLaren, uh, or excuse me, not McLaren, uh, Haas F1, they, of course, had the top Five finishes last week in France. This week, not so good. Kevin Magnussen finished ninth, but uh, Roman Grosjean got a DNF and finished 16th. So, unfortunately, uh, the Haas team, uh, uh, the American Haas F1 team, could not turn around last week's success into another good run today in Britain. Uh, 11.36 here on WGR's Fast Track, and let's go to the uh, AT&T hotline and bring in from the Super Dirt Car Series and soon to be the Camping World Truck Series, Max McLaughlin joins us on the line. Max, it's Dave Buchanan here in Buffalo. As I said, you uh, 
middle of uh, 10 races here, or excuse me, four races in 10 days and now going to drive the truck. But it is uh, this start to July here is a very busy schedule for you right now. Yeah, it is for sure. Uh, you know, we, we've uh, had a really good car all year and we've been, you know, so close to that first win. And uh, we actually won last night at, at Canadagua or Land of Legends. So uh, that was our first modified, you know, big block win of the year. But, uh, you know, we've had terrible luck, really. You know, we were leading uh, the 50 lapper there and broke. And, uh, you know, we had some other stuff go on while we are having good runs as well. So it uh, feels good to get that first one off on the year. And uh, really looking forward to getting in the truck here in a, a little over a week. It's uh, it's early in the season with the Super Dirt Car Series, only four races in, but still you got to be feeling pretty good. Four top tens and four starts, and just 15 points back of Matt Shepard. And, and of course, uh, he and Stuart Friesen, two of the, the hottest in the business right now, and just to be right behind him in the point settings has to feel good early in the season. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, and like at the start of the year, if you would have told me I would have been second points to Matt with you know two second-place finishes in the first four races, I would have told you you're crazy. You know, <laughs> gauging off the two... Uh, first years, but, you know, I think the biggest difference this year has really been racing at, uh, you know, Land of Legends or Canadagua. Mm. That place just really teaches you to drive a slick racetrack, and you know, uh, you see, you know, when Peter Britton was at HBR, he went over there, and it really turned him around, and you know, how now he's one of the top stars in modified racing, so, uh, you know, Matt Shepard runs there weekly, and he's one of the most dominant dirt racers in the country right now, so... Uh, I think that it's helped me a ton, you know, as far as developing as a driver. And, um, you know, I, I'm really happy with how our season's gone so far. Well, as I said, you're going to be uh, attempting to qualify for the race at Eldora in, in a couple of weeks here with uh, Nice Motorsports. How how did you uh, land the ride with them, and how did that deal come to take place? Well, we really tried to get in it last year. You know, there was some talk, and, uh, you know, they kind of came to me a year ago and uh, through another guy that, you know, worked there at the time, and he said, hey, you know, let's put Max in, let's put Max in, and so we tried to do it, but we, um, you know, just couldn't come up with uh, the funding to do it, and, uh, you know, they uh, had to put somebody else in the truck, but, uh, you know, this year they uh, found a little bit of, of funding so we can go race Eldora, and, you know, they've given me a great opportunity to, you know, kind of show what I can do on a big stage, and uh, I'm very grateful for that, and uh, really looking forward to you know that race, and you know hopefully we can do some more later in the year. That for that event, I mean the way NASCAR has it set up with owners' points and and who gets to start the race and everything, it is not easy, uh, especially at Eldora for a, a a team like that that doesn't have any starts or, or you know uh, doesn't have the owners' points. You don't have that kind of locked in position, and there's not a lot of non guaranteed positions in that field. So you got to be on it as soon as you unload. We we've seen a, a lot of guys. That, I mean, uh, when Stewart first went there, and guys like you know J.R. Hefner, you know they they go in there trying to run this as a one off, and you you really you can't mess up. You got to nail your time trial. You got to get a good starting. Sp- Spot in the heat race and do well in the heat race because if you got to get in in that last chance qualifier, there is little margin of error. Yeah, and that's just it. You just have to unload fast and you got to be on your game. And just like that, like you said, there's not many, you know, open spots to get in that race because of uh, the way that, you know, NASCAR works with their, uh, as dirt race, we call it provisionals. But, yep. uh, you know, they're, they're guaranteed starters. There's, there's a lot of them. So there's not many open spots for that race. So, you know, we have to unload fast and, you know, go for the win right off the bat you know we have to gear to win our heat race we have to gear to be fastest you know every time we're on the track and um you know if 
if we can do that, then uh, that'd be a, a great weekend. You know, we're just going for a, a great or a, a good finish, and you know, hopefully, you can put that thing in the race and uh, you know, run up front at the end of the night. Max McLaughlin joining us here at Fast Track. Max, the first time I talked to you, it was uh, February of 2016, so you just kind of made the move back up to New York State, and you were uh, just partnered up with HBR, and it was before your first season running Modifieds. We're now about two and a half seasons later. How much have you learned, and how how have you grown as a driver in these two and a half seasons since we first talked to you? I'm a completely different driver than when I started, uh, day and night. You know, when I first came up here if i saw a slick racetrack i'd i'd run you know <laughs> i uh i hated slick racetracks i was terrible and uh you know i looked for the cushion style wide open racetracks and now if i see a wide open racetrack you know i i'm not looking forward to it <laughs> uh you know when the track gets black you know that's when uh you know i've seemed to be better and uh it's i've developed you know as a race car driver uh, I feel like I've developed a lot, you know, just being here for the, you know, two and a half short years. I've had uh, some really good drivers to lean on and a lot of good advice. So uh, and I think that this is probably one of the best things I could have done for my career as far as racing a lot and, you know, just being involved with really good people to, uh, you know, help develop me. But I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. You know, this is uh, probably the, one of the best positions I could ask, you know, possibly ask to be in. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm very happy with where I'm at. Well, like I said, it, it can, stays busy for you tonight. The Utica Rome Speedway for the Freedom Fighter 100, then out, off to the Outlaw Speedway in Dundee on Tuesday for another Super Dirt Car Series event that in, headed to Eldora, the truck race, and then out of the truck, and then you got to go right to Orange County, too, for another dirt car race. So it's a busy time for you. Yeah. Yeah, when they scheduled that, you know, we were kind of just in wow, you know, that's going to be a long night. <laughs> uh, but I think we got it down to where uh, Stuart Friesen and I are actually flying home the next morning real early to get, uh, you know, right to Orange County. So uh, that that should work out all right. But you know, I looking forward. I look forward to those big stretches of races. That's what makes you know the the, the dirt lifestyle really fun. And uh, you know, when you can race one night, wake up and go right to work on your car in the hotel park that's you know my style that's what i love to do and uh if i could do that every day i would so i wouldn't trade it for the world well max uh, again i thank you for uh making yourself available here on race morning good luck tonight at utica rome and also the best of luck trying to make the field at eldora we'll hopefully uh, talk to you soon when you're uh in town to run ransomville in the summer nationals later this year Awesome. Thank you for having me. All right. Max McLaughlin from the Super Dirt Car Series and the Camper World Truck Series is going to attempt to qualify for the Eldora Dirt Derby. And we come back, we'll uh, wrap up this edition of Fast Track with the local racing roundup that's coming up next here on WGR. Let's find out who visited Victory Lane this weekend. It's time for the local racing roundup on WGR's Fast Track. Start Friday night, Lancaster National Dragway. They had a special showdown. They had the Blown supercharged door slammers against the nit uh, nitrous powered door slammers, kind of a uh, eight car special tournament. And Mike Nowak from Lancaster picked up the win in his nitrous powered Chevy Camaro uh, over Dave Toshito in his uh, Firebird that had the supercharger power. Mike Swinarski doing the double. He won top eight eliminator and then went on to win top ET in both classes. Dale Ecker picked up another win in mod ET. Vic Puglia two in a row in bikes and sleds, including cutting a perfect 5 0 light in the finals. And Fast Eddie Semlich got the win in Street ET uh, Friday at Lancaster Dragway. Coming up this Friday night, Nitro Night of Fire, top fuel dragster match race between uh, Todd Payton and Dom Lagana. 
Uh, Ranceville Speedway on Friday. Ryan Susie had both of his regular cars uh, have problems the week before in the double feature, so uh, he borrowed the Randy Slack-owned car that he raced at Merrittville on Saturday nights and drove that to victory over Eric Rudolph and Tommy Flanagan. Derek Wagner got the Sportsman win. Corey Sawyer in the streets or uh, in the makeup street stock feature. Jaron Israel won the regularly scheduled uh, street stock feature. Chad Desso in the four bangers, and then Kenny Washburn and Cody Wolf split the novice sportsman features. Uh, Freedom Motorsports Park on Friday night. Billy Van Pelt picked up another modified win over Phil Vigneri and Shane Pierce. They had the BEI Lightning Sportsman Series. Chad Chevalier getting the win over Dave DiPietro, Brett Senek, Kyle Inman, and Brad Rouse. Byron DeWitt in the street stocks. Chris Leone, another mini stock win there Friday night at the uh, Freedom Motorsports Park. Uh, last night at the Merrittville Speedway, John Couture in the six cylinders. Jeremy Cooper got his first mini stock win. Brent Bigelow in the Mod Lights. Dave Bailey in the Hoosier Stocks. Cody McPherson in the Sportsman. And Mike Bowman won the Modifieds over Chad Brockman and Tim Jones. Interesting announcement out of Merrittville recently. They've dropped the dirt car sanctioning for their weekly Modified division. Uh, but I believe the Sportsman will remain dirt sanctioned. And they will still be hosting a Super Dirt Car Series events uh, event uh, in August. Uh, Lancaster Speedway last night, Patrick Emberling getting his third sportsman win of the year after going by Eddie Hawkins to drive on to victory. Andy Cryan, five in a row in the street stocks. That was a hard-fought win, uh, getting by uh, Mike Delfonso and Max Northam late in the race to pick up the win. Dave Wallaber in the TQ Midgets, and Kenny Haina picked up the win in the four-cylinders there at Lancaster on Saturday night. Tonight, if you want to head over to Port Colborne and the Humberstone Speedway, tonight is the Bob St. Amon Senior Memorial event. Instead of just having one race in honor of Bob Senior, uh, the whole night is a special one for all the divisions, uh, the mini stock, street stock, sportsmen, and late models. Uh, tons of uh, lap money uh, collected by the, uh, the St. Amon family. And uh, so that'll be a special night tonight at the Humberstone Speedway at 6.30 just over the border in Port Colborne. And again, you can head back to Canada next Saturday for uh, the uh, Race of Champions Modified Series 100 Lapper and the Isma Super Modifieds there uh, this coming Saturday night at the Jucasa Motor Speedway. So uh, coming up this afternoon, you can tune on uh, tune into the IndyCar race. That is coming up at 2 o'clock. That's over at NBS, NBCSN. NASCAR heads to Kentucky Speedway next weekend. That's another Saturday night race, and we'll have that one uh, here on WGR on Saturday night. That is courtesy of the uh, Performance Racing Network as we uh, hit head into uh, late July here and. Uh, Hard to, hard to believe we're already headed into past the midpoint of July here pretty soon. But uh, think, like I said earlier, the, it's going to be interesting. We could get down to the in, going into the final regular season race. It, the, all the positions and points could be clinched, and it could just strictly be uh, win and you're in. That could be the only way for drivers outside of the top 15, 16 in points in the Cup Series to to go make the playoffs because just the way the, the gap in points is starting to break up here between the guys in and the guys out. Now, if we get a couple more winners before that time, it'll make things a little more interesting. Obviously, uh, the race at Watkins Glen, that could be huge for a couple of guys uh, if they need a win to uh, make the playoffs if uh, they're outside the top 18. Obviously, looking at guys like like an A.J. Elmendinger, of course. So that'll do it for us. We'll talk to you next Sunday uh, here on WGR. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.